You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Take 
Listening to African Perspectives, where we view the issues of our day from an African worldview and African centered perspective. This program is unapologetically African. It is a custom in the African tradition to ask elders for permission to speak, having been granted permission to our ancestors whose shoulders we stand on, to our elders whose shadows we walk in. I greet you, my dear brothers and sisters. In the language of one of the greatest civilizations on this planet, it gave the world the basic disciplines of knowledge of science, math, architecture, music, writing, law, religion, you name it, we did it. The Greeks called it Egypt, but they called themselves Kemet, and Kemet means land of the blacks. I greet you all in the Kemetic language, the word of peace, Hotep. It is truly an honor and a privilege to pour libation because we truly do stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. We're going to use water because water has no enemies. Water is the great cleanser, the great purifier. Everything on the planet that lives, it needs water from a tiny microscopic organism to a tall redwood tree. We pour water into the earth to invoke the spirits of our ancestors and we say the word ashe. It simply means so be it. So we pour this libation to God for all that God has done and for all that God will do. We sashay. We pour this libation to Mother Africa, birthplace of all humanity, everyone who has lived, everyone who will live in the future. We all have a common ancestral root in Africa. We pour this libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. I mentioned Kemet in the opening. Kemet was the height, the apex, the zenith of African high culture. But there were others as well, as Tymeri, Punt, and Nubia. So we poured us libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. We say Ashe. We poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa, of Ghana, Mali, Zangai, 
Benin, Great Zimbabwe, civilizations that were flourishing and growing while Europe was in a medieval or dark age. The University of Sankare at Timbuktu, an outstanding educational institution. So he poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe? We poured us libation to the Ma'afa, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the Infakani, the great tragedy, uprooted out of Africa. Our brothers and sisters lay a carpet along the Atlantic Ocean. We're in North America, South America, Central America, and throughout the diaspora. So we poured us libation to our brothers and sisters who suffered the Ma'afa, the Infakani, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the great tragedy. We poured us libation in their honor and in their memory. We do not know their names, but because of them and their sacrifice, we are here. So we sashay. We poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. If you ever heard me do a libation, you will know that we were not slaves. I repeat, we were not slaves. We were captives. What does a captive want to do? Get free. So we poured us libation to all those men and women who fought against enslavement. In fact, I maintain that some of us are more of a slave today than we were in our initial captivity because some of us are a slave to vice, to corruption, to drugs, sex, and violence. So we poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. Gabriel Prosser, Nat Turner, Denmark Vesey, Harriet Tutman. We always resisted. And we will always resist. So we poured us libation in the name and the honor of those men and women who fought against our captivity. We poured us libation to those unborn, those young men and women who will once again lead us back on the stage of human history as a free and proud and productive people. We sashay. We poured us libation to brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of of family. We need each other. We don't have good family life. There's a saying, conditions shape conduct and consciousness. The conditions in our community are bad. The conduct towards each other is not good. Because why? We lack consciousness. And consciousness is more than just awareness. Consciousness is a deeper understanding of who you are historically, who you are culturally. So once we begin to understand the importance of brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. Brothers and sisters, let us all say, Ashe, Ashe. You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Good morning, African world. You are listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network, on timeforanawakening.com, and blacktalkradionetwork.com. And I am your host, Baba Oshi. Hotel family, hope everything is well with you today. Hope you're going to have a good day today, and hope you get a chance to do all the things you want to do, should do, must do, can do, and will do. Hope the weather will be accommodating for you to do it. But of course, if it isn't, and it has to get done, you'll get it done. So go ahead and do it. <laughs> this is African Perspectives. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., 10 to 12 Central, 9 to 11 Mountain, or 8 to 10 Pacific, or any other time around the world. But if you cannot listen to this program live, you can always go to our archives at timeforanawakening.com. 
www.thedropdownu.com. At the top of the page, you'll see podcast. Click on that. The drop down, you'll see African perspectives. Click on that, and there will be programs that are dated and titled. But also, too, you can just go use a shortcut. Whatever your search engine is, at Firefox, uh, Google, whatever. Just put in babaoshi.net. B-A-B-A-O-S-H-I.net, babaoshi.net. And once again, programs that are dated and titled. <sighs> Other programming that we have here on Time for an Awakening Media. Once again, this program is every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time. All the times I'm going to give are Eastern Times. On Tuesdays, Black Reality Think Tank with Dr. William Rogers. Black Reality Think Tank with Dr. William Rogers on Tuesday. On Thursday, on Thursday, Black Liberation, the Black Liberation Movement, Mississippi on the move from 7 to 8 on Thursday, 7 to 8. Fridays at 8, 8, 8, Fridays at 8 p.m. <laughs> Time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard on Fridays, 8 p.m. Saturdays from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., the Sankofa Elders Council on Sunday. Once again at 7 p.m., Time for an Awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. And the number to call is 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. We Buy Black. We Buy Black. The largest online marketplace for American African-owned businesses. WeBuyBlack.com. Get everything. You need from American African owned businesses from webuyblack.com. And of course, when you go to the website, they're still asking for donations. This is a damn shame. They should have been had the money to open up a black supermarket here in the Atlanta area. This is, uh, this is disgusting. Anyway, bybyblack.com. Man, <laughs> I'm telling you. I am disgusted. So what? Somebody says, so what? You disgusted Negro. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Africa for the Africans. Africa for the Africans. Brother Bamani Tahima is ready to take our people on another trip. Hope you'll be able to go. This next upcoming trip is in November, November 17th through the 28th, 2022, $4,000. Tanzania. The next one after that is December 24th to January 5th, 2023, $4,000. Ghana. Then March 30th to April 10th, 2023, $3,800. Senegal and Gambia. May 24th to June 5th, 2023, $4,000. Once again, to Ghana. July 20th, to July 29th, 2023, $3,800. Liberia. November 16th to November 27, 2023, $4,000. Tanzania. December 24th to January 4th, 2024, $4,200. South Africa. March 29th to April 9th, 2024, $4,000, Rwanda. Brothers and sisters, you can hey, have an opportunity to have uh, a trip of a lifetime. Go to AfricaForTheAfricans.org and everything on the website, everything you need 
to make that happen. All the documentation, all the leads and the uh, shots and so forth, everything. But if you want to see pictures of previous tours, go to facebook.com forward slash Bomani. If you want to see videos of previous tours, go to youtube.com forward slash Bomani 2007. Africa for the Africans dot org. Habasha. Habasha Incorporated dot org. Brothers and sisters, they are ready to unveil the Kashi Project October. October 15th of this year. Next month in in, in Ghana. The Kashi Project will be happening and um, Believe me, if you just go on the website and check it out for yourself. But they do great work. They do great work. How about our works program with sustainable agriculture, black to our roots, sustainable seeds, golden growers, and urban green jobs. They do great work. Habashah Incorporated. Habashah stands for helping Africa by establishing schools at home and abroad. Incorporated.org. Ledge. Land for the Environmental Development of Group Economics. The Ledge Group family. That's right. Brother Peter Brown was my guest last week. And um, they're doing their thing. They still provide in working with brothers and sisters on the kind of 16 projects and 12 projects, 12 projects in six different countries, you know, with over 172 employees and over 260 members. They deal with the basic needs of human beings. And the basic needs are food, water, clothing, and shelter. Bottom line, basic needs. Check out the Ledge Group. Go to the website, ledgegroup.com. The ledgegroup.com. Abibiatumi. A-B-I-B-I-T-U-M-I. Abibiatumi.com. Go to the website, abibiatumi.com. The website, you know, they're out of Ghana. You know, so sometimes... It don't operate efficiently, you know, but it warms up. <laughs> yeah. And you're able to, you know, go through all the programs that they have. See, I just went there, clicked on nothing, but now everything is cool. You know, abibiatumi.com. A-B-I-B-I-T-U-M-I.com. Smy Pharmacy. Smy Pharmacy. S-M-A-I-F-A-R-M-A-C-Y. SmyPharmacy.com. Brothers and sisters, give Brother Jabril a call at 731-327-6229. That's 731-327-6229. SmyPharmacy.com. If you want to email him, go to drop him a line at SmyPharmacy at Gmail. SmyPharmacy at Gmail. S-M-A-I. F-A-R-M-A-C-Y at gmail.com Brother Moses West um, I don't know if you have TikTok I believe it's TikTok that I see him talking about the progress you know that he's making to get the machine to Jackson Mississippi he took the one that was in Flint Michigan because of some bull in Flint Michigan and uh, he's retooling it and um, getting it ready for to send down to Jackson, Mississippi. I think it's on its way. I got to talk to Brother Apollo and find exactly where that's at. But the 
atmospheric water generation machine that this, the technology which he has perfected. I mean, his machines and it's been proven. There are others, but he, he no. This brother is, is guided. He is inspired. And he's doing it. Because the world needs clean water. Clean, drinkable water. In fact, the reality, brothers and sisters, is there's no problem with shortage of water. It's about access to water. There's water all around us. He pulls the moisture that's in the air. As it filtered through the machine, you open up the tap and bam, out comes clean, drinkable water that exceeds far any of FDA's or any other agency that says it's good. AWG, Atmospheric Water Generator Technology, AWG. Go to Moses West's site is MosesWestFoundation.org, MosesWestFoundation.org. Also, too, he has a link to uh, <clears throat> Jackson, Mississippi, what's going to be happening in Jackson, Mississippi. So, all right. Wadada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar. Wadada's located here in Atlanta on the West End on Ralph David Abernathy, across the street from Soul Vegetarian Restaurant, up the street from the Shrine of the Black Madonna, and Wadada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar with delicious smooth, smooth smoothies, fruit smoothies, juice, juices, and so forth, and all the good stuff. Um, vegan food on Saturday and Sunday. Vegan dishes you can get on Saturday and Sunday. All kinds of herbs and all kinds of things that you can buy there at Wadada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar. If you want to give them a call, give them a call at 404-444-1635. 404-444-1635. Wadada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar. The Meddu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. Brothers and sisters, if there's a book that you're looking for, go to the Greenbrier Mall. If you don't want to go there, give her a call. Give Mama Nia a call at 404-346-3263. That's 404-346-3263. She has a fine selection of books, postcards, greeting cards, figurines, all kinds of gift, gift certificates, T-shirts, all kind of good stuff at the, Green, at the Meddu Bookstore at the Greenbrier Mall. The other bookstore we also promote is Brother Gazimde Ajamu's bookstore located at the Black Dot Cultural Center Bookstore in Lithonia and Coffee Bar. That's right. And Coffee Bar. <laughs> Got to get that in there. The Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore. And give Brother Gazimde a call at 770-305-6373. That's 770-305-6373. The Black Dot. There is light in the Black Dot. Now, as you travel, because it's off of I-20 going east, going towards Augusta, Georgia, going east, the next exit after the Black Dots exit is exit 75, Turner Hill Road. You make a right, three lights, you make another right, and on the left would be the new Black Wall Street Market, brothers and sisters, the new Black Wall Street Market. Check it out for yourself. Us Lifting Us, Us Lifting Us, the Economic Development Cooperative of Our People in the Spirit of Ujamaa, the Thursday night broadcast every Thursday night from 9 to 10 on blogtalkradio.com. That's blogtalkradio.com forward slash U-L-U. If you want to call to listen or give questions, comments, or concerns, dial 929-477-2789. That's 
877-277-2789. Us, lifting us every Thursday night, tomorrow night at 9 p.m. from 9 to from 9 to 10. Should have read Baba, Brother Abijah, at the uh, Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop in Macon. That's right, Brother Abijah got it going on. He, he, everything he has it all. He has furniture, clothing. He even has a vegan restaurant within the uh, Homeland Village Cultural and Gift Shop located in Macon, Georgia, 2910 Napier Avenue in Macon. Or give Brother BJ a call. He's open Tuesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Give him a call at 478-256-1166. That's 478-256-1166. Homeland Village. That's right. Sun Goddess Sense. Sun Goddess Center, a one-stop natural shop located at 4140 Jonesboro Road in Forest Park, Georgia, inside the International Discount Mall, Booth 225. Give my good sister Shelly Allen set a call at 404-434-7963. That's 404-434-7963. Sun Goddess Sense, your one-stop natural shop. Sanjay Dash Haiti, Sister Gabrielle really have been doing an outstanding job of educating our youth in the island of Haiti, in the northeastern portion up in the hills. And brothers and sisters, I have to tell you, you know, she ain't getting no support from the from the authorities and or the government in Haiti. They have issues and problems to deal with. So she relies on those of us who can give some assistance. Go to her website at Sanjay S O N J E dash Haiti A Y I T I dot org. Sanjay dash Haiti dot org. Yes, all right. Baba Barudi, Ackerman Institute. You know, I got to tell you what the what Baba Barudi does, and how vital he is to us as a people, not just here in the Atlanta area, but for us as African people. Period. Number one, he's educating warriors. He's educating young brothers and sisters. He ain't educating them to go out there and beg crackers for jobs. No, he's educating them to understand the importance of working together to change in us, in our world, and how we see it, and what we and what we must do to control our world. Ackerman Institute. Send your check or money order out to Ackerman Institute, P.O. Box one zero seven eight six. Atlanta, Georgia, 30310. But of course, you can use PayPal or Cash App, PayPal, Yahbaruti at Yahoo.com. Cash App, dollar sign, Yah, Y-A-A, the letter M, Baruti, B-A-R-U-T-I. And make those, make those donations. Also, too, uh, he, he's a prolific writer. So go to com for a fine selection of books. In November, November 19th, the 17th annual Kibuka, remembering the middle passage, the middle passage through the eyes of our ancestors. It's a deep reenactment family, very moving. An Akaban Institute event, lectured by Baba Baruti, and it's going to be November 19th and from 5 to 9 at the sweet spot, 675 Metropolitan Parkway. Here in Atlanta, twenty dollars, family, fifteen a couple, ten for an adults and five for young people. 
and I'll get more details as it happens. You know, we'll be talking to the Baroudis. So, uh, I got to get to my guest, brother. Brother Franklin Jones, the Black People's Matrix. That's right. The Black People's Matrix. Brother Franklin Jones is with me today. It's always good to have my good friend here. Let me get to the Inye Saysim of Daily Revolutionary Thought. The Inye Saysim. September 20th. If I had to die for something, let it be for the truth. Medgar Evers. Warriors should not consciously deceive other African people. How can people who call themselves revolutionaries be successful in their work if they make a practice of deceiving themselves, each other, and those of whom they say they would lie, lay down their lives for? Lying to oneself about oneself is about the most damaging thing that a person can do to his or herself. Yet, lying to those who you sworn to protect and whose shoulders touch yours is even worse. And if you will deceive yourself, you will deceive them. And know that not speaking truth, being silent or letting lies fly unchecked is lying. If nothing else, our words must be honorable. In being so, we must also consider those with genocidal intent who lie to us in order to get to our truths. Honesty, honesty is not something warriors offer their enemies. No, for enemies should never be given the truth or respect of friends. Since we understand the hell most of us were submerged in before becoming African, the question of how does a born-again African, a warrior, having led a life of deceit, deal with his or herself in the conscious community honestly? That crops up in that we know that some degree of mentocidal exists even in the midst of those who have much knowledge of self. The answer is fairly simple. You do this as earnestly as your spirit will allow, exercising the greatest of patience with yourself. With self. Affirm, I am an honorable warrior. Affirm, I am an honorable warrior. September 21st. Courage is the fruit of a decision made in the heart. Courage is the fruit of a decision made in the heart. African proverb. What kind of decision must be made in the heart of those Africans who recognize their duty to liberate African spirits, minds, and bodies from a crushing evil genius of Euro supremacy? What kind of courage should such a decision generate? Which of us is ready willing and able to assume responsibility for making a courageously acting on such a decision. Are you? Courage requires commitment and commitment requires commitment. Without courage, there is little, dis little success. Without those heartfelt decisions, warriors nor the ideas they have sworn to uphold realize fulfillment. In their absence, victorious dreams remain merely distractive, unfulfilled fantasies without hope. If we are to win, we must commit to commit to being courageous. Ashe. Affirm, I am ready, willing, and able. Affirm, I am ready, willing, and able. I know that for a lot of us, and I know most of my listeners are 
you know, pretty much of our age, we're, we're elders and seniors and so forth, but still the courage that we need to have as well to speak truth and to motivate our young, our young folks because it's vitally important. It's vitally important. Yes, sir. Franklin Jones, good morning. Good morning, my dear brother. How you doing? I'm well, man. What's been happening? How you been? Been doing fantastic, fantastic. And as I always say when I come on, it's always a pleasure and an honor to be on your program. And every time I say it, I always mean it sincerely. So thanks for having me. Always, my brother, because you know here you're always welcome. You always bring the good insights and everything like that, and I appreciate you. You know, sometimes I, I just want to get a chance to, to holler at you over the air, you know, because yes. I still uh, I haven't seen too many of your memes lately. That's yeah. by deliberate design. That's not me doing. I post every day and several times a day, but uh, um, there's a deliberate uh, effort by the those social media controllers who are suppressing my stuff from being spread. Wow. I've been looking for black um, social media outlets, mm-hmm. and the ones I've been finding, uh, they're not fully equipped yet to maintain the, the service to breaking down. Okay. So right now, I'm trying to find um, you know black media social networks, um, outlets that I can use to spread it, because the white, the white media ones are stopping my information. Well, brothers and sisters, you heard it. You heard it here. So if you know of any, please... Get in contact with the Black People's Matrix, or give or get in contact with me. I'll definitely relay that message. You know, we want to get that information out. You know, one of the things that is that drew me to Brother Franklin Jones. I didn't know the brother, but I've been reading those memes and reading that information. I'm like, I need to find out who this brother is because he's saying what I'm thinking, and he's thinking <laughs> what I'm saying. You know, and so finally, man, we. Finally had a chance to hook up, and and it's been great ever since, man. And I, I, yeah. I appreciate what you do because any yeah, a lot of people, go ahead. A, a lot, of, excuse me. A, a lot of people don't realize that, um, you know, sometimes we try to imitate the great ones. We try to be the next Dr. King or the next Malcolm X, but the reality is, um, the white man has a remedy for that. He will he will try to discredit or defame a black person or assassinate him. Black lips, so therefore to liberate ourselves, we must push forth an ideology based upon truth and continue to spread this ideology, an ideology that disproves all of the disinformation that's within our community. It, it, the, the goal is to elevate the minds of our people. So that's why I'm constantly pushing counter-propaganda against the white man's propaganda. And so it, where it's easier to kill a man who's speaking, it's more difficult to destroy an ideology that's clear truth. So that's the goal and this, this motive of why I'm constantly pushing counter propaganda to waken the minds of our people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's vitally important, man. Because yeah. we're bombarded 24 7, 365. Yes. You know, yes. with what this Caucasian is wants us to think and what he, how he wants us yes. to act and how he wants us to behave. And, and of course, uh, really the ultimate uh, goal for what they want to do is genocide. They want to eliminate yeah. us. You yeah. know, they want to eliminate us off the planet. Um, you know, this queen bullshit uh, yeah. brought out a lot of stuff. Not for 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 those of us who were uh, more conscious and understanding of of uh, yeah. uh, of Europeans, because I mean, 
you know, um, I've been adamant against the British for decades. Yeah. I have been adamant against Europeans for decades. You know, I gave up the idea that can we all just get along? You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. you can all just get along if you do what I say. That's their mindset. Mm -hmm. You know, you, otherwise, but, but even at that, I recognize the propaganda, as you state, of the British and how they were able to project an image globally of, yeah. of, of nice people, the queen, the royals, yeah. especially, well, of course, this country, because this country is most closely tied to England. And we speak the way we do because of it. Many states yeah. and many cities are named because of it. New England, uh, New Amsterdam, yeah. New this, you know, New yeah. Jersey, you know, New York. Mm -hmm. And and so, you know, we're, we're, we're tired of that. And so I, so you would think that the belief would be that, you know, you can't say anything bad. I mean, it's like, you know, people say, well, the queen is dead. You can't speak ill of the queen. To hell with her. In fact, I yeah. don't know. Did I play that the other day? I think I did. <laughs> uh, Malik Zulu Shabazz, you know, he said, she didn't die hard enough. <laughs> Open up the casket and shoot her ass. She didn't die hard enough. <laughs> but the real deal, though, is that she and the monarchy and the government, the Europeans, period, never did a damn thing. Never did a damn thing. And some of them still hold property and, and, and hold resources and have, in fact, France itself said, damn, we can't let this go. Because if we let this go, we would be a shithole country. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And so yeah. all the things that they did had deep ramifications to this day. Yes. You know, all of the things that uh, Britain has done, it's stolen. When you look at her riding yeah. in that carriage of gold, it's stolen. When you see all the jewels all over her, it's stolen. Yeah. It's theft. Yeah. And you want us, and, 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 and obviously that theft wasn't done surreptitiously. No, it was done up front by killing. Yes. You know? Yes. By killing in fact, people. In fact, when our king when uh, King Prince Charles was ascended to the throne and was, as, as King Charles, uh, he was in a he was in this uh, carriage, a ceremonial carriage. And on the side of the carriage is, is a gold carriage. On the side is a painting, and and the painting is shown all, all over social media. It has Africans kneeling before Europeans, mm. so blatant, yeah, blatantly, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm gonna tell you, you know, and, and that's the thing. That's why I'm saying, you know. Uh, they bold with their stuff, but yeah, we whisper. You know, we, because we've been trained. We've been trained yeah. to be fearful. Fear is deep. Instilling fear in someone many times causes them not to think, definitely will cause them not to react, and definitely yeah. will cause them not to fight. Yeah. You know? And that's that's what the European has done. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it, it and it's being continually reapplied over and over. Mm -hmm. Like you said, we're we're bombarded with propaganda that are designed to make us think in ways that benefits the white society twenty four seven. Mm -hmm. Uh it's 
uh, it starts during our early education development and it's continued throughout our lives through constant reapplying media propaganda that shifts our collective aggressions away from the white society and redirects it against ourselves. Um, until we must recognize in order to liberate ourselves. But the fact is we don't have true leaders anymore. We only have like puppets. So, right. Um, this war against our mind is not being addressed. They're pretending it doesn't exist. Right, because the leadership that would be strong in terms of uh, talking about liberation, self-determination, sovereignty, and so forth, they don't have a dominant voice. There are some out there, you know, but they don't have the dominant. Those Negroes who have the dominant voice are assimilationists. You know, I don't talk about integration because it's not integration. Mm -hmm. Integration means that I have what I have, you have what you have, we bring it together. It's integrated, mm-hmm. and we and we respect what you bring, and you respect what I bring. That has never been the case. Never, never. been the case. No, never. It's so this is a forced simulation. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. A lot of people don't understand that, but you're absolutely right. It, it's a simulation. Um, we, but we must, we must wake up and understand it. We must. Um, and the, the fact that you say that uh, people don't know is because it's by deliberate design. If you um, look at um, J. Edgar Hoover. When he says the, the only time there will be another black um, messiah if we create him, right? And that's by deliberate design because um, they they studied the African American culture and they realized that it was by giving a um, media attention to bl- black leaders mm-hmm. that uh, allowed their popularity to grow and their influence to grow. So now what the white man does, he he only gives a national platform to his black puppets. Only his black puppets. Mm-hmm. Those of us who are truly speaking of liberation, we will never be given a national platform. No. Because they don't want our ideology no. of liberation to grow and spread among the masses. Right. No, it's just yeah. it's just like school. You know? Yeah. It's just like school. And when you went to the public school, I I'm I'm I I'm from Milwaukee. I went to the public school in, yeah. in Milwaukee in the in the uh, mid to late fifties into the sixties. You know, into the seventies until into the seventies, uh Latter part of the 60s into the early part of the 70s, I, I, I got out of school in 70, and, and we marched for uh, black history. We walked yeah. out, walked out of mm-hmm. the school for black history, you know. And, and, of course, then other black history programs started to happen. I read some books. I mean, you know, that was part of my awakening at the time. But the reality is prior to that in elementary school and probably even high school and probably even middle school also, in, in, in elementary school and probably even some private schools, parochial schools, you didn't learn about Nat Turner. You probably no, didn't, you even, didn't. You didn't learn about Harriet. You didn't learn about anybody resisting. You didn't even learn no, about no. probably uh, Frederick Douglass. You learned about yeah. Booker T. Washington and you learned about yeah. George Washington Carpenter. Good men. Yeah. I'm not trying, I'm not trying to disparage them because these were good men. Yes. Good men. But the fact is, the, the Caucasian did not want you to look at somebody or learn about somebody or read about somebody who resisted them, who fought exactly. against them. You know, exactly. they don't want to put they that hand, in your mind. They handpicked the, the black people that we should admire. And those that they handpick are designed to instill a value system into our minds that benefits the system of white supremacy. Uh, it, it reminds me of what Brother Quaker always says. Uh, he said, you can't play in someone's sandbox and kick dirt on them. They're not going to lie you to. If you're in their sandbox, you're going to conform to um, yeah. to the rules of their sandbox. Exactly, to your so, behavior. Um, yeah. 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 
So um, they don't allow, um, we never hear about black revolts. We never hear about blacks mm-hmm. speak out. And in fact, if you look at the attacks on um, your brother Nate Parker when he did the movie. Yeah. The, the, uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. What was the name of the movie? Um, um, he did a Nat Turner movie. Yeah, the Nat Turner and movie. the attacks on him came from all over. Mm-hmm. They attacked him so much. They brought up incidents about a alleged rape. Oh, they they tell you blacklist him because they didn't want the movie to be successful. The movie was about black revolt. No, mm-hmm. that that is the ideology, and it, and it still happens now. Even there's a show called a show used to call the American God. And there was a character, a black character known as Nancy from an uh, an African folklore. And Nancy, you're probably familiar. He did he did a scene speaking on a slave ship. Mm-hmm. And he spoke about Anansi, um, Anansi the Spider. Yes. Yeah. Anansi the Spider. The spider. So yeah, he's white oppressive forces. They said mm-hmm. that the ideology that he was spreading is not the ideology that African Americans need to hear. And he was fired from the show. Right. So, you know, people realize that those in power still control the, the information that we receive. And they do brainwash us. And for example, when we speak about black liberation, you know, sometimes black people look at you and they have this dull look in their face and it says, why do you like white people? Because their minds have been conditioned to think in ways that serve the white society. That when you're telling them the truth, black liberating truth, they despise it. Sometimes they would literally say, man, I don't want to hear that black stuff. They literally are against, uh, people have been conditioned to think against their own self-interest and they don't realize it. And uh, it's very... Our state right now has become more detrimental than ever because as we were talking last night, there is a rise of, of anti-black um, movements in, in white nations, not just in America, not just right. in Trump effect. Right. Uh, we know it's happening in Denmark, Sweden, Italy, exactly. and in Great Britain. Yeah. They're, they're all these anti, um, they're pushing white supremacy. Yeah, it's, and it's the rise. White supremacy, it's the rise of the right again. It's, 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 yeah. it's fascism. So, so the problem is now that white racism has become blatant and they're overtly attacking us again, it is even more imperative that our people free their minds from the mental enslavement because white racism is on the attack again. So blatantly on the attack. So our people must wake up to in, what's happening. In fact, you know, when we after after the break, I'm gonna pose a question now and because there's a there's a deeper concern, just as deep a concern as has fascism and the Christian nationalism yeah. that is that they're perpetuating that you know uh, this is a Christian nation. This has yeah. never been a Christian nation. The so-called founding fathers were explicit about this not being a Christian nation, you know. Yes. But you have many folks, in particularly in the right wing movement, who want to make this a Christian nation, and 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 that. Uh, any other theology that is other than Christian uh, must be suppressed or even eliminated, i.e. Islam yes. or Buddhism or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And so uh, what's going on is deep. And, and, and now you hear Trump, you hear Trump saying, if I'm indicted, you know, he's not and he's careful in his language. Just like Lindsey Graham of South Carolina, Senator from South Carolina with his punk ass. He's careful yes. with the language. But he's saying if Trump is indicted, oh man, it's going to be a bad day. It's all hell going to lose, you know, you yeah. know, like like what kind of problems y'all talking about 
there'll be problems. There'll be what? What are you saying? But the fact is that it's going around that, that this could be a civil war. Yeah. Now let me say this about that. Just like I mentioned um, on Monday about uh, <clears throat> about the the Christian right and and fascism, I'm saying it to say. To hell with they ass. Let's prepare ourselves to get up out of here. No, we're not going to fight no damn civil war. Fight with these crackers on one side, liberal side and and, and conservative side. Hell with that. But yet, there's some of our people who are willing to go ahead and fight with the crackers, be it from a conservative side or right wing side or or left wing side with a foolish, stupid ass. Yeah. Because you have never been treated right. You will never be treated right. So it makes no damn difference. They, you, they'll use you. They'll put your ass out front like they did in previous wars. Yeah. You're the farter. Damn, it's, it's sickening, man. But they're talking about a civil war. So, so listeners, let, let me know after we come back from this break. Let me know what you think about the possibility. Now, understand something. It could happen here. Why? Because everybody got guns. <laughs> it ain't like anybody's short of armament. Because everybody got guns. You know? Everybody's armed to the damn teeth. So if you want to, you know, pick a side, you know, uh, the, the Trump side or the conservative side or, you know, the right wing side or the, the liberal side. The, you know, the Democratic side. To hell with any of those sides. The only side you should be on is our side. African people's side. Liberation. Self-determination. Independence. Sovereignty. That's the side you need to be on. On the Pan-African side. It's the only side that will truly give you what we need as a people. Because all the other sides that these crackers have really mean your elimination. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised they talk about a civil war and the first people they shoot is your ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> first, let's get rid of these folks. You know. It's, mm-hmm. But yeah. You know. So I've been looking at that for the last couple of days, as well, and and looking at some of the pundits talking about, and and some of them are are very, very serious and very fearful that it is a, it is a possibility, especially after the rhetoric of, of Trump and, uh, and quite a few others talking about if Trump isn't, you damn right he should be indicted. It's, it's, it's been so long already. I mean, damn. He has done such egregious shit that it's impossible that why he's not indicted. And he's still yeah. talking about running. He just said the other day, well, you know, even if I'm indicted, I can still run for president. How? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, see, you know, and, 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 government is. But if you pay, if you watch the media and see us, you can see that there is a propaganda campaign from the left that is is working to uh, be to bring down some of the, the support for Trump. Um, they're they're constantly exposing more of the crimes he's been doing, as well as. They deliberately they keep placing it in the media. Those um, those who attacked the Capitol on January sixth, they're how they're being sentenced, and the sentences are getting higher and more extreme. 
And, and the government is continually putting that forward because it, it's hope, there's a hope to deter those others who might go and declare war on the nation in the defense of Trump. You know, they see how many people are now being arrested, how many, and Trump's not helping anyone. But you know what Trump said, though? Trump said that if he's elected president, he will go ahead and uh, release all those people. Right. Pardon, He'll pardon all them, all those all people. Politics. Yeah. You know, but the bottom line yeah. is, is that the government has more guns than the citizenry. The government yeah. has more firepower than the citizenry. If you're talking about a civil war, this is you're talking about war against the United States government. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. And that is suicidal because yeah. the government of this country, who is the military arm, the United States government is the military arm of European, Caucasian extremism, racism and privilege, yeah. white supremacy, yeah. Euro supremacy. The United States. Now the now the mental uh, side of that is is the other European country, particularly Britain. They are controlling the Vatican and so forth. But in terms of military, oh, <laughs> look at all of the information. Look at the amount yes. of look at the amount of bases. Look at the amount of bases that the United States has around the world. Around the world. If, if something crops up, they can drop a bomb on your ass within minutes. Yeah. It ain't going to be no long ass time. They'll drop a bomb on your ass in minutes. Yes. The despairing state of America, of the Western society right now, um, you know, we, we keep seeing it in a negative manner. But th th there is a positive side to this scenario for we Africans. Um, the drastic difference between Trump, as he immediately followed after Obama, has totally, Trump's presidency has destroyed the myth of white racial superiority. <laughs> That's for and sure. His, and his presidency has brought to surface white racism. So many of our black people who have been brainwashed to revere them or to believe in white superiority, this, they're seeing things that's now allowing their minds to be free. Um, now black people are able to recognize that the width of white superiority is an illusion. Uh, they're recognizing that the belief that we are our own worst enemies is an illusion. We're seeing the, the corruption, the blatant racism. So many of those black people in the past who probably would never listen to this kind of program might listen to it now. Many of those black people say, I want to hear that black stuff, or those who have been conditioned to reveal white. Trump presidency has shifted some of their psyche have removed some of the brainwashing. So even though America is in a state of crisis due to Trump, and they're talking about this, uh, this civil war, in terms of the black psyche, uh, Trump presidency has benefited we Africans because many black people have literally been brainwashed to revere Caucasians, to believe Caucasians are ethically and intellectually superior. Trump presidency on a national platform, on a global platform, has removed that, totally destroyed the myth of white superiority. And, it's, and the fact that over 70 million white people voted for his re-election, it, it, it causes those blacks who've been totally brainwashed to realize, wait a minute, there, there is racism yeah. in this country. There's no doubt and about I, it. If over yeah. 70 million people yeah. 
voted. Over 70 million people 70 voted million. That's why he still believes that he won the election. How, yeah. I got so much more votes this time around than I had the last time, but didn't understand that in four mm-hmm. years, there was a group of young people who were in that 15, 16-year-old age range who now were able to vote. And there were other people who were so turned off by him yes. and his antics and his rhetoric and his consistent lying yes. that he lost by 7 million votes. He yes. got 70, but he lost by 7 million votes. Yes. In fact, I was looking at this thing um, with Nixon um, and, and Kennedy of the 60s. That's the really, that's really the first, the first president I remember, of course, is Eisenhower, but the first presidential mm-hmm. election was the uh, uh, Nixon and um, Kennedy. And, mm-hmm. and, and so he lost by only 100-some thousand votes. It was extremely close. In yes. fact, in California, where Nixon was from, Kennedy won, but then there were the uh, um, absentee ballots. Kennedy won by, a, I don't know, a few hundred thousand, you know, mm-hmm. but yet uh, then later that he lost California by about 30,000 votes when they counted those absentee ballots, you know? Yeah. But Kennedy never made an issue out of it. And of course, he later became president, you know, after yeah. Johnson. But the point is, he never threatened because it was a different time. Yeah. It was a different situation. And and so this fool has got all of these other fools because they've been and see the other thing is globally, while you see fascism rising, is because yeah. the numbers of Caucasians globally are dwindling. Yeah. They are dwindling. In this country, in the United States, in about oh, in about twenty something years, the so-called minority will be the majority. Latinos, us, and and indigenous people, Caucasians will be the so-called minority. And they they just can't stand that idea. Now, in countries where they always were the minority, such as South Africa, Namibia, Mm -hmm. and so forth, they still rule. Now, of course, in Australia, when you eliminate, you overtly kill people, you know, then you will be a majority if you control another people's population and control their yeah. birth rates and, 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 and kill their children, you yeah. know, or, 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 or even birth them out. Just like Argentina did. You know, Argentina, as opposed to other other countries in South America, they got rid of the Africans after, yeah. you know. They, they they either killed them or they birthed them out. They did not. If you had a baby with an African, you Caucasian, you, that baby cannot have uh, uh, grow up and have a child with an African. No, they only could be Caucasian and another one. So they birthed them out. Although that DNA is still there, but still, look yeah. how they look. It's just like uh, uh, the football player, uh, um, quarterback. So his daddy. Because his, his daddy is, is dark-skinned, you know? Mm-hmm. And and his mom, of course, is Caucasian, you know? Patrick Mahomes, yeah. Patrick Mahomes. And he yeah. and, 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 and Patrick Mahomes married a Caucasian. That that milk toast baby, <laughs> bald head milk toast. But that's the deal. 
See? Yeah. So, but listen, brother, we're going we're gonna to take a break. When we come back from the break, there's a number of people that want to talk to you and got questions and so forth. And, and, and the question that I'm proposing, do you believe that there will be a civil war in this country? You know, I, I don't. I don't. I don't think these Caucasians, they, they, they crazy, you know, as witness to what happened. Uh, on January 6th of, you know, 2021. They're crazy. There's no doubt about that, you know. But I don't think that they really would challenge because, yeah. uh, you know, the American government, because it's, it's different than the North and the South. That's yeah. a different situation, geographical and ideological, because the issue of, of slavery, although I will go to my damn grave and mm-hmm. say to any damn body, that war was not fought because we were enslaved. The war was fought because of enslavement and the free economy of the South against the emergence of industrialization in the North. That free labor economy of the South. That's why it was fought. It wasn't because we were enslaved. Look how they, look how they treated us yes. after our captivity. Everywhere. North, yes. South, Even East, and West. Yes. Yeah. Uh, most people don't, most black people don't realize that the history we've been taught has been whitewashed to make whites appear more more humane than they truly were, as well as more sophisticated than they truly were. Mm-hmm. And most people don't understand that how the white society's monopoly over information allows them to instill a value system into our mind that serves the system of white supremacy. And uh, we must recognize that. And that's why this state of what America is in now. It, it provides a unique opportunity to repair the psyche of black people, those who've been brainwashed to revere them, to respect them. Mm-hmm. We recognize we're seeing a reality. We're seeing the racism. We're seeing the ignorance, the ignorance among those many um, Trump supporters who they, they openly follow his lies. We see that the myth of white racial superiority is untrue. We're seeing truth. So this provides us a rare opportunity to see truth to see whites they truly are. Right. Yeah. Right. All right, brothers and sisters, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and Black Talk Radio Network.com. My guest today is Brother Franklin Jones, the Black People's Matrix. We'll be right back. You stay with us. You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshie on Time for an Awakening Media. Part of the Black Talk Radio Network for podcasting or live program scheduling. Hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com.
You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Welcome back, brothers and sisters. Once again, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. Earth, wind, and fire, do you remember? September, 21st of September, fall. Yeah, I tell you, it's been hot in the mug across this country. I know they're glad that so-called fall is supposed to be here, but it still may take a few weeks, maybe another month, maybe decent weather come October. But hey, it is what it is. Other programming we have here on Time for an Awakening Media on Tuesdays from 8 to 10 p.m., Black Reality Think Tank with Dr. William Rogers. On Thursdays, Black Liberation Movement, Mississippi on the move from 7 to 8, from 7 to 8 on Thursdays. From 8 until on Friday, the Time for an Awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. On Saturdays from 7 to 9, the Sankofa Elders Council from 7 to 9 on Saturdays. And on Sunday at 7 p.m. until, once again, Time for an Awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. And, of course, the number to call is 215 490 Hey, my brother, how you doing? Brother Fantastic, Franklin, my brother. Fra- brother. Brother Franklin Jones, a black people's matrix. And, yeah. and, and, you know, and, and, and see, I didn't even think about that you weren't on because they blocking your ass. I just thought it's maybe yeah. you just weren't doing nothing. You know what I'm saying? You're just taking a hiatus. <laughs> no, no, no. Nah, it, 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 it's deliberate. It's deliberate, you know. And uh, they recently blocked me from posting in groups, also. So you know, it, it, it is what it is. We, yeah, they say. Uh, Denzel Washington always says, "If you're making it rain, truth, making it rain, you have to accept the mud that comes with it. Right. <laughs> yeah, making it rain, you accept the mud that comes with it. It is what it is. They're yeah. doing what they're supposed to do. Right. And I'm doing what I'm doing. And so, he's spreading the information. Exactly. He's spreading the information. So understand, yeah. so understand, brothers and sisters, he's going to keep doing it. He's going, just like he said, he's looking for other outlets, American African outlets. If you know of any, contact Brother Franklin Jones, the Black People's Matrix. Give him a contact, brother. Give him a contact. Uh, okay, my, my webpage, my email is franklingjones at gmail.com. That's Franklin G as in great. Franklin how was the Franklin spelled? Is it L A I N? Franklin spelled with a Y. A Y, not okay. A y. y. Okay. So please, they can contact me there. Okay, Franklin G. Jones at, yes, at Gmail. At Gmail. Okay, yeah. I'm going to write that down. But yeah, but the, the, the move is to continue pushing forward, you know. Yeah. It is pushing forward. I will never stop. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, as long as it's dressing me, I, I continue to go. Mm-hmm. These are right. to those that know. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. As long as you, you got breath. Mm-hmm. You know, earlier when we were discussing about these uh, the rise of racism uh, and anti-immigration laws towards black people that now exist in Great Britain, Sweden, Denmark, right? Many of these same countries we know it's racism because many of these same countries have created amendments that justifies accepting uh, immigrants from Ukraine. Right. In fact, yes, many of the countries, many of the places where it, uh, the, the Ukrainian immigration um, are running from, they're denying Africans. Right. Isn't that amazing? Oh, no yeah. African. Right. Had, oh, no doubt. Air, 
yes, no Africans living in Ukraine were denied, um, you know, the ability to get on trains, to get on the planes because mm-hmm. those countries rejecting Africans. Yeah, Isn't you, that you, you you yeah. remember when uh, um when the, when the, when it first jumped off, how hard it was for Africans to get out of the Ukraine. The reason why they were in the Ukraine because educational opportunities were available, and and yeah. there were hardly any language barriers. So so uh. You know, many countries had sent Africans there. Now, some countries that sent their people there, such as India, they were able to get them out quickly. quickly. But up yeah. until the time, I think Ghana or Nigeria sent a plane to Poland. So if uh, those Nigerians or Ghanaians could get to Poland, then they could get out that way. But some of them were denied access to get on the on, on the train. Exactly, exactly. You know? You know uh, yes. You know, many people don't understand this denigration of the African and how it started. We know it started when the white man went into um, went went into Africa and started enslaving Africans. They started creating a narrative denigrating Africans to justify the enslavement of Africans, saying that our Africans were uncivilized and illiterate, and their enslavement of African benefits Africans. And then when the uh, they complained that Africans were illiterate and uncivilized, and then when Egypt the, the abundance of technology that was available in Egypt refutes it. They start saying the ancient Egyptians were Europeans. So they've been denigrating our image forever, and that denigration continues. Yes. Uh, even in Brazil, when Bra- yes. in Brazil, there's a large African population, but on their billboards and in their movies, the predominantly faces you're going to see are those Brazilians who have more European characteristics. Right. Deliberate. Yeah, deliberate. There's more. Like I said, there's more Africans in Brazil than any country in the world except yeah. Nigeria. Except but Nigeria. you wouldn't believe that based no. upon what you see in the media. Exactly. There's shows. Exactly. Yeah. It's sh- yeah. Mm-hmm. And and then and then of course if they do show somebody, if they do show one of us, we servants. Yes, yes. We're servants. We're, we're always placed in a marginalized position. We're the servant. We're the, the sidekick. We're yeah. the, yes. And this pushes the ideology of white supremacy. You know, most people just don't understand it. We have to understand it. Yeah. Like, um, there are many black people who insist that we're cursed. And they don't realize that they who insist that we're cursed is because they're functioning based upon distorted narratives. Um, there is literally a perception management system in place. And the perception management system con- continually perpetuates white superiority and black inferiority. And this creates false assumptions within the society that a- aids in maintaining white social dominance. You know, we must recognize the social sciences that the white society deploys for maintaining their dominance. And the fact that there's such an emphasis towards Africans is telling the reason why there's such interest in Africans is because Africans represent the greatest threat against the system of white supremacy because mm-hmm. they know our true narratives. Mm-hmm. If we Africans were truly inferior to whites, they wouldn't have to distort so many um, facts to convey it. And nobody has to work this hard to handicap those who they claim are inferior. The truth is the exact opposite. The ruling white elites know our true great narratives, but the dumb masses, white masses don't know. We are the ones who build the, the pyramids. We are the ones who civilize the world. We are the ones who introduce um, uh, um, the, the, the daily bad to Europeans. And in fact, most inventions that revolutionized the world was either invented by an African or was inspired by an early invention by an African. But these are not the narratives that, are, that, are, that we are functioning based upon. We are functioning based upon the narrative 
that benefit the system of white supremacy. Until we recognize this and start developing our counter strategy, we will we will not be able to liberate ourselves. No. We exist with an illusion that benefits the system of white supremacy. Because what the mind can't conceive, it can't achieve. If our yes. minds are so damn messed up that we can't and understand who we are historically, who we are culturally. That's why I emphasize those two things specifically, because we need to understand his history, our history, not his yes. story, but our story. You know, of all the things that we've done, we civilized these crackers twice, twice. Yes. They sat at our feet in, 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 uh, uh, in, in Kemet and learned. And then later they came back as conquerors. And then, of yes. course, they, they lost it all. You know, they were, in yes. med- they, they were in a medieval or dark age. And then with the spread of Islam, but of course, the spread of Islam came under the threat of death. But those yes. Africans who, had, who accepted it and learned and so forth, those Africans, the Moors, moved into the western part of Europe, you know, or really Asia, because, you know, see, Brother Frank, this, this, this they, just goes they, to show they how... They don't teach it. This, no. They deliberately don't teach it in school. No, they don't. And, but this just goes to show how arrogant these Caucasians are. Europe yeah. is not a continent, but supposedly Europe is the seventh continent. There ain't seven continents, only six. Europe is yeah. not a continent because it's not a continent by, de- by their definition. By their yeah. definition. But they use the Caucasus Mountains as a mountain range to divide Europe from Asia. So now yeah. in the western part of Europe, Spain and Portugal, the, the Moors dominated. And they were spreading information, reading, mathematics, so forth, just like you said, uh, learning how to get them damn animals out your damn house and put them in a corral, yeah. taking baths. And so, yeah. oh, man. Algebra. See, people, most people just don't understand the science of this. Uh, uh, people don't function based upon facts nor reality. They function based upon the narratives that are fed into a society. So by constantly feeding narratives into our society that exalts white and marginalized black people, it creates perceptions that, that benefits the system of white supremacy. And it also instills the value system into the collective minds of black people that makes us feel subordinate towards whites. This is why when some black people, some black people find it easier to uh, attack their own than to attack a white person. And it's because we're being conditioned. Uh, in fact, even if you go into, um, there's been revealed with, in, in our pre-K schools, when, when our children are young, they have these cartoons and you would see a picture of a, a white child and it says, um, what, is ha- what child is happy? And they'll put a smile on the white child. Which child is sad? And then the child, the picture of the black child. They even have one to which child is pretty? It's a white child. Which child is ugly? It's a picture of a black child. These things are within our school and cartoons. And many of our people don't understand the subliminal programming where we're being brainwashed and thinking ways that benefit the system of white supremacy. And we're totally clueless of it. So when we see the symptoms among our people, we cling to, to idiotic ideologies such as the slave syndrome and not recognizing. In fact, if you look at pictures of African-Americans less than 100 years following slavery, you would find that the African-American culture was more refined and less self-deprecating than we are today. Mm-hmm. You're right. Just 100 years yeah. following slavery. The fact that we Africans 
in America are now more self-deprecating today than we were following, immediately following slavery. Mm. It's proof that our condition is not the result of slavery. Our no, condition it's mental condition. White side social engineering. Right, because you know uh, when you look at us today, in in and yes. in, in, in what we call each other, you know, yes. the denigration of our women and our women yes. hating us, you know. Uh, the the poor conditions and and the drug yeah. culture, all of this stuff. I mean, you know, it, it's sad. It's sad. And but I I maintain hope. And you, you may not believe it, but I maintain hope because that's why I do this radio program every Monday, Wednesday, yeah. and Friday. Because I maintain hope. I'm here to try to put something on our minds to get us to think outside of the imposed boundaries yeah. that these crackers have put us in to yeah. think and to release that vice grip that they have on our minds. Yeah, you know. Here's a crying shame. Here's a crying shame. The fact that millions of black men in America become angered when called an African, but they will smile when called a nigger. Hmm. Think about that fact. <laughs> and millions of black men in America would openly, with an open face, I mean, call black women bitches and hoes and think nothing of it. Yeah. And yeah. we don't even recognize that our culture is being has been negatively distorted. You know, uh, the, the white man learned a long time ago that because they control all black narratives and black media images, by negatively distorting our narratives and our media images, they've conditioned millions of us to perceive ourselves through a false, marginalized identity that aids the white society in maintaining their social dominance over us. That's right. And because we have no true leaders, uh, uh, this stuff is not taught in our schools. We don't, we don't recognize how we're being socialized to think in ways that benefit the white society. And we must recognize it, and we must confront it, develop counter-strategies against it. We don't recognize what's happening to us. But the goal is to continue teaching, teaching, and showing our That's people right. what's being to us. But you're right. You're not going to get a, a, a open platform in no. this system. You're not going to do it. Yeah. You, you Sometimes you got to do it in a stealth way, yeah. in an yeah. undermined yeah. way. But whatever you have to do, continue to do yeah. it. Yeah, most you know, black people don't realize you're watching CNN or you're watching ABC and they have these programs called the Black Agenda. Yeah. And they have these black speaking. Right. Uh, you'll notice that they will have a self-hating black person, probably conservative. Mm-hmm. They'll have a rapper. And they, 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 um, they invite people mm-hmm. who are able to create a lively debate but there's no substance information that's being spread. Oh, no. There, there is a, no. There's a black list that uh, people who are not, a, black people in America who are not allowed to be given a national platform. Mm-hmm. This is why they removed Farrakhan's page from Facebook. There was a deliberate effort to remove, there, there's a list of a certain groups of black people who are not given a national platform. Mm-hmm. It's by design. Mm-hmm. And maybe yeah. that's uh, that's maybe that's maybe that's one reason why when I was looking for information about Richard Gage, who was the founder of, of, of architects and engineers for 9-11 Truth, couldn't find him, couldn't find him yeah. this time uh, because he spoke twice at Savior's Day for yeah. the Nation of Islam, you know, and them European Jews ain't having it. Also, too, the country ain't having it because they don't want yeah. to come clean on the fact that uh, 9-11 that whole scenario was an inside job. That wasn't oh, no damn. That's, that's to me the, the greatest insult of your intelligence, brother, is that situation. If you are a thinking person, 
Just a oh, thinking yeah, person. I ain't talking about, hey, hey, I ain't talking about a free thinking person. If you're just a thinking person. Yeah, yes, yes, I agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Do you, you know, well, a lot of people don't know about 9-11. Uh, there is this uh, group, uh, there's a, a program called NORAD, North Alliance. Well, right. what it is, it's a group of um, pilots who their job is to defend America's space. Right, America's uh, airspace. airspace. Yes. Uh, if, if an aircraft is flying and it's not responding, they immediately go up in the air. And fly shoot it down. Pilot, they signal and they shoot it down. Yeah. Now, what happened is, is when 9-11 happened, NORAD was on a training break. Oh, really? Huh? A training break. Oh, really? And also, you know the side of the uh, the um, Pentagon that was hit by the LS aircraft? Mm-hmm. That side was closed down for repairs. Coincidentally, huh? No, no, no. Listen, was... listen. That side yeah. was where the day before Donald Rumsfeld yeah. had a press conference said over $200 trillion are missing or misappropriated. It is there in that area was the accounting. That's yes. how deep that is. Yes, yeah. People mm-hmm. realize, and, and people are so programmed. They think you're we're nuts for saying this. They think that we're conspiracy theories. Uh, the, the, the white man does such a great job at denigrating those who are critical thinkers, those who question it. Mm-hmm. In fact, to believe that the nine eleven was an outside job, you'd have to be ignorant. Because the more you research, the more it is affirmed it's an inside job. Mm-hmm. I mean, for example, I mean, the white man, even the, even if you study, if you study NASA's own words and rebuttals about the moon landing, it is then you right. know it's fake. Yeah. But whenever you say it, yeah. people think you're the NASA. <laughs> listen, yeah. listen, if your ass went to the moon, I'm quite sure way back 50 damn years ago, you should be able to get to the moon again or, or subsequent exactly. times after that. Oh, y'all yes. lost it? Y'all lost that ability and that, so forth? That's what they said. They thought we lost the technology. <laughs> and then when experts examined the, the footage, and when experts found that the moon landing footage was fake, here's what NASA said. Yeah. NASA said, oh, yes, the original footage got destroyed, so we did that in a movie studio. <laughs> and, that, you know, it, and then they said, um, NASA recently said a couple years ago that we have not developed a ship that can go um, beyond the the radiation belt that's right, the Van Allen here. with the Van Allen belt. Yeah, but I'm yeah. yeah. astronaut. Yeah. So when they asked Nasser, um, how did you do it 50 years ago? Or oh, they said we had a technology that we lost. <laughs> Come on, people don't yeah. realize. Listen, let me, um, let me open this. The moon landing is a host that was used to propagate white superiority. Yeah. By saying that white men took men to the moon and brought them back, uh, it, it, it exalts whites as being the most the most advanced racial group. <laughs> it perpetuates their superiority. Yeah. And many people don't understand the system we're in. Yeah, but that's that, and that's Caucasian spirit. Whether they call themselves Russian, whether they call themselves German. Well, they call themselves yeah. Italian. These are European Caucasians and who are bent hell on supremacy. We have some callers. Yeah. Let me get uh, let me get 404. 404 West Research West. Hey, Yehudu, my brother. Yehudu. Yehudu, Franklin Jones. Yes, sir, <laughs> Franklin Jones. You're right, you right on the money, man. It's three oh, kinds of black people, man. There's three yeah. kinds of black people. You got a crab. You got the eagles. And then you got the geese. All right? You know how them animals roll. What a crab do? He goes, he can't do them, but go sideways. Go at his own folks sideways. Okay, <laughs> an eagle, get up there and go for the enemy. 
from the top, okay? We look down on the enemy. We rise above them. And then you got the doggone geese or the migratory birds that say, what an African proverb. If you want to go, uh, 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 go uh, uh, a lot alone. Yeah, you go alone, uh, but if you want to go further, you, you travel go in the by group. yourself. Yeah. Yeah, right. if you want to go farther, you travel with a group. Right. So most of us on on this line is like the geese, man. We're mm. trying to get our folks to travel with us and start instead of being crabs. Yeah. All right. So uh, uh, it's a fun time to be alive, man. You can always tell a crab when you <laughs> say something, and then they come with a low frequency. How big boy to got you like that? Okay. Yeah. So I figured out, man. When so when I when you say something, get ready, and it's fun to be alive, man. Right on, you got this, this bullshit in England. Okay, with the old York and the New York. Okay, mm. and them t- both places got our people under mind control. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, it's a fun time to be alive. Oh shit, I can I got. I, I've been inspirated, man. Okay, <laughs> I know my brothers with the uh, uh with the water machine out the app. Yeah, but I don't found something. But uh, that's that that's I'm, me and another brother getting ready to work on, bro. Is that right? So, well, go ahead, going? man. When y'all got it going, let me know. Yes, okay, sir. you can be announced yes, on the, on the yes, program. Sir. Right on, right on. Yes, Research sir. West. Yes, sir. All right. Yes, sir. Appreciate the blessing. It's you fun time to be alive, man. All right, brother. So we got the ass. We got them. We got them. Y'all just stay, stay together like geese, man. And cut the crab shit out, man. All right, brother. Right, peace and blessings. Peace and blessings, man. Research West. 602, 602. Good afternoon. Yes, brother Orsha. Good uh, afternoon. Brother Marcus. Brother Marcus. How you been, brother? I'm doing all right, man. Good, and good, good afternoon, brother Franklin Jones. Good to hear you, good brother. Good. I, just so, so now that the queen is dead, you know, and now... Negroes all they did in Jamaica, they just transition to the king. That's all they did. They just changed the paperwork. As you said, I say, in the queen's council, now them Negroes just say the king's council. <laughs> so they ain't, even, they ain't skip a beat, brother. They ain't skip they a ain't beat. Skip a beat. They just continue to go. They continue to go with the white flow. <laughs> they continue to do the, the foolishness. Yeah. But in reference to your question, you know, I think that there is some unrest heading here. It may not be on the scale of um, the, the previous civil war where they're not fighting the South, but you may see some type of insurgency okay. occurring. Okay. You, see, okay. you know, because... They, what they are saying is that these um, extremists, they don't really want to go up against the military. No. That's uh, foolish. Going up against the military yeah. is suicide. But we, we got to remember, though, no, within the military itself, do you have some of these yes. elements too. Right. This see? is true. We got, a lot, of, we got a lot of right wing. In fact, they, they mentioned it uh, in a report that I read. Oh, I don't know. It was earlier this year about the number of people who are uh, sympathizers, uh, who are in all these other organizations in the police mm-hmm. departments, in the, the, in police, the police departments and uh, the military, yeah. and of course in the mm-hmm. fire departments. You know, exactly. uh, very right wing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't yes, think these folks. I, they, I think they can, they can, and probably will, if that's the case, do some things. You know, to do some sabotage, but to overtly. And, and would, would military arms challenge the military or the police? I don't think so, but we'll see. Yeah, but but you 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 may what you may see you may see some of these states start to secede. You may see Texas say, "Hey, 
they gonna break away. You may see Wash, uh, Washington State say, "Hey, we want to break away." Right. So they, right. Well, you know they they well see that's the thing though, brother, brother uh, Marcus. They tried that, and of course we wanted to do that with the uh, five states in the South. You know, the Republic mm-hmm. of New Africa. You know, mm-hmm. if you're gonna treat us like this, let us have this piece of land and. Y'all do it yourself, and we want to be sovereign that way. I don't believe that because you're still in the land of an open and sworn enemy. But the Caucasians wanted the the, the North. They wanted Oregon and Washington, you know. And then they were confronted mm-hmm. by the United States Authority. In fact, a, a few of them were killed, you know. Uh, they were killed. So I, I don't see that happening. I don't see uh, uh, any Caucasian I, I group so. developing. I really hope so. I really hope so, but but as I said, you know, looking, listening to the ground and listening to the rumbling, because what we have to remember, too, you know, is that remember before Trump came in, you know, the populace wasn't with the government, you know. Before Trump came into power, a lot of people were were like, man, to hell with the government. Right. You know, and they were saying. No doubt. Because they, they, they voting, they were talking like 11% of the electorate <laughs> voted. So, I mean, the government don't have any mandates, really. You see, if 11% of the populace is voting, I mean, it, that means, you know, the people are disgusted. You see, so, I mean... Right now, anything is possible, brother yeah. Oshie. I mean, the way things yes, it is going, is, you see, the, 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 the people going crazy. I mean, because it's the people that make up the country. It's, it's, the, it's the, you know, these, these people. And these people losing it. I mean, and, and, and the other know, thing, too, though, the other thing, too, though, Mark, mm-hmm. brother Marcus, is, is that, as I stated, is that this fascism and this Christian nationalism is on the rise mm-hmm. globally. Globally. Exactly. See? Globally. So, yeah. yeah. So, you know, in, in terms of Caucasian supremacy, white supremacy, it is a worldwide takeover. That's a possibility. And, you know? And, his, and the, you know, his ideology is he who kills the most going to have the most. You see, that is the, that is his ideology. That is the white man ideology. He who kills the most go have the most so and we right we see things right in his in his jaws so you're right we we get to prepare ourselves for any eventuality 30 trillion dollars in debt you know i mean in the country it's a lot of um, mad people out here brother so yeah you know what are you say in any case we just got to prepare mm-hmm. anyway you take care good all brother. right my take brother consistently all right you you know watching the system of white supremacy turn in on against itself doesn't bother me no (laughs) i'm watching them turn on and stuff doesn't bother me no it doesn't i'm saying that's what i said the other day i could give less than a rat's ass about it my contention is let us get out of this madness come together pull our resources and begin to do for ourselves here we are as an african people have all of the resources Everything that we need. The only thing that we don't have is our right mind. They don't have the right mind on the continent, and we don't have the right mind in the diaspora. Yes. And it's because of the white man yes. monopoly over information that we receive. The fact is, regardless of how intelligent the people may be, if it's possible to control the information that they receive, it's entirely possible to control what they believe. 
So the white man uses his monopoly of information to shape our minds in a way that serves him. If he didn't do this, it would be diametrically against his own self-interest. Mm-hmm. This is why continually bombard us with propaganda. Uh, the white man's need of black um, resources is indefinite. Mm-hmm. So he keeps monopoly on manipulating our thoughts and shaping our minds in ways that serves him. It's, it's, it's called socialized. It's, it's a true social science that most people don't know about. And we have to make the masses aware of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We and, have to make the masses aware and, and of, see, of this. And, and to me, a lot of the masses really know. There's that saying, if you knew better, you do better. Yes. But a lot of us don't want to know, though. We yes. don't want to know. Because by knowing, my behavior has to change. My behavior yes. will change. And I don't want to know. I just want to go through this foolishness, be able to uh, 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 have all of the... Uh, all the material things that I can get, yeah. all of the white women I can get, uh, you know, all of the, see, so, no, I don't want to disrupt that, you know? Yes. You know, the fact is millions of Africans worship a European conceptualized version of God, speaks a European language, and there's also an ideology and value system that has been embedded into the subconscious minds of Africans that serves the white supremacy. And this is the reality that we have to understand. And it's being constantly reapplied upon our minds every day. Mm-hmm. We have to recognize it. The white man will never give uh, the African the type of education that truly liberates us. But instead, he'll always give us the information that actually facilitates his long-term oppression of us. Mm-hmm. It is our duty to recognize the system to teach our people and then to develop counter strategies against the white man's monopoly over our minds. We have to. We got to. We have to. Listen, brother, we if we don't, we will cease yeah. to exist. We Exactly. Our people must understand that what these people want to do is eliminate us. They exactly. want to eliminate us. That means extinction. That means genocide. When you talk about, yes. see, y- y'all tripping out about the word genocide because y'all associated with European Jews. They were not genocide. They were murdered. Genocide, yes, genocide. is genocide is what happened to the Aqua people in, in what is now uh, the Dominican Republic and Haiti. European wiped them all out. Genocide is what happened to Trucanini's people uh, uh, um, in Australia. They were wiped out completely. That's genocide. And that's what's going to happen to us. Let me get this call. Uh, 334. 334. Good afternoon. Good good, good afternoon, Brother Oshi. Um, thank you for picking my call. And it's always a pleasure uh, to hear Brother Franklin Jones. Good afternoon, sir. Hello, my brother. brother. Thanks for calling in. Yeah. Um, the question basically that I have is, what is it that we need to do to prepare ourselves to learn how to fight? I'm sorry I had to jump off and jump back on and probably have already discussed that. But what is it that we need to do at grassroots level and other levels to be able to prepare ourselves to fight? You know what's interesting? Uh, Brother um, Franklin Jones was in the military. Uh, Brother, um, Brother Baba Rudy was in the military. There's some you know, some dynamic brothers who are in the military that I have met over the years 
who are very African-centered, very knowledgeable, and so forth, because the military trains you to think in a certain way, and because what they want you to do is go out there and kill for the yeah. society. That's your objective. That's what they're trained to do. But yet, these men have come back, and 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 and, and these men have an understanding of who they are, has, and they tried to educate our people. What do you say, uh, Brother Franklin? I totally agree, 100% what you say. Thank you for that. Uh, we have to make our people aware of the war that's upon their, been waged against us. Um, the awareness of this war is, is when action happens. Uh, when it's an inherent response within the human psyche, when people are aware of their danger, they do things to remove themselves from the danger. It's an inherent okay. human response. When we see we're under attack, we develop kind of strategy. Our problem is our people are clueless that they're under attack. Because our people was born under the system, we've normalized the attack upon our minds. But it is only by making our people cognizant of the, of the war that's been waged against us that we will then develop counter strategies against it. We have to. Um, it is the, our people's naiveness and clueless of the war why we tend to facilitate the war against us. Our people have been conditioned to think against our own interests, and we've normalized it. We have to make our people realize it so we start reacting to it. And there's a, um, a story I always tell, and I, I think it's a part of the African in us. And the story explains how the knowledge, the proper knowledge, elevates the people. And I've talked about it before. I, and I, I, the story is, imagine that there's an African village, and these Europeans came, and they settled uh, um, 10 miles to the left of the African village. But these, but these Europeans want the land of the Africans. Now, let's say these Europeans, therefore, poison the well of the African village. Now, while these Africans are dying and they're sick, they don't know what's happening. So because they don't know the truth of what's happening, uh, they, would be, they would believe in superstition. They would believe that they're angry God. But, if, but once you give them the proper knowledge, that the reason why they're dying is because their well has been poisoned, that proper information results in proper counter strategies. They will immediately stop drinking water from the well. They will um, build a new well. They will place guards on a new well, and they will also send an army to remove those who have poisoned their well. Now, the moral to the story is when people understand and get, uh, when people understand, gain a true understanding of their plight and condition, it is then that they develop counter strategies. You know, usually people have a right to believe whatever they choose to believe, but there's a profound exception to this when it comes to the oppressed. The oppressed must be given an accurate understanding of their plight and condition, because if our understandings are flawed, then all of our remedies will stem from them will also be flawed. The white man has been bombarded the black communities with so much disinformation, disinformation that are designed to prevent us from developing the kind of strategies required to liberate ourselves. So I'm, when you teach the people the truth, that's how we get our people to fight. Like, for example, um, many of our people are clueless. We, we always say, why we notice that we're gaining, we gain more black racially affirming facts from each other than we do somewhere in our schools. But we don't understand that that's a social science. That is a social science because in order for a dominant culture to maintain their, their dominance over a subordinate group, they must deny the subordinate group of a racially affirming education. This conditions 
the subordinate group to accept their subordinate status within the society. But see, most black people are clueless of this fact. We send our children to school. We know that um, our children are denied 99% of our black racially affirming facts in education development. We do nothing about it. Why? Because we've been conditioned to normalize it. Our goal is to make our people cognizant of the war that's being waged against us. Many of our people have never even heard the term social engineering. Many of our people have never heard the term socializing. Many of our people are clueless that the white man, through his monopoly over information that we receive, is deploying a psychological war against our minds. And the only way to get our people to act based upon it is to make our people aware of it. The other thing, brother, the other thing we need to do, brother, uh, brother Ted, buy a gun, get a gun, okay. get okay. a gun, you know, and, and get with some others to, to, you know, to make sure you know how to use it and so forth. Get a gun. Everybody, all of us get a gun. The situation is going to get worse for us. Yeah. You know, that's that's a fact. That's a fact. These these uh, um, right wing uh military groups these right-wing ideology this this fascism it is growing you know and 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 mm-hmm. i don't see it abating anytime soon and and uh one of the targets of course for elimination is us we got another caller uh, yeah. uh brother thank you thank you no thank you brother thank you brother ted lusk appreciate you dear brother you know it um uh, is that uh you brother paul Oh, can you hear me, Papa We can hear you. Go ahead. Oh, good. Um, good, 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 good morning, um, Papa and Good morning, um, Franklin. John. How are you doing? Good, good morning, my brother. Nice to hear from you again, Brother Paul. Yeah, good to hear you too. You know, the last caller, um, he kind of I had some questions in my mind. Um, I was preparing some questions. And then the last caller who rang in, he, he totally threw me because uh, the question he asked, it's so um, deep. That question is so um, fundamental and so uh, just threw me completely. Got me just thinking about it. And um, every every, every um, interjection is valuable. Every every contribution is valuable. And um, you know, I Baba Ochi um, say quite rightly, get a gun. But the thing I thought of when he said that, um, if you get a gun and you're not a killer, how are you going to kill? If you're not truly a killer, you're not going to be able to kill. It's easy to get a gun, but you need to know how to shoot. And not just shoot, you have to shoot to kill. And if you're not really a killer, then that's a problem. And the reason why I say that, I once watched a documentary, and they were talking about the First World War. And um, that war, the trench war in Europe, is a trench war, meaning that they dug trenches, and then they came out of the trench, and they faced their compo- opponents. One of the problems they had in the First World War, these so-called soldiers, they couldn't kill one another. When they had the bayonet, and when they faced their enemy, they usually ended up in a fistfight. This is what I was reading. I was reading this from some psychologists, um, some psychologists from doing this documentary. When it actually comes to killing that person, they a lot of them couldn't do it. They said the ones who could kill, they would be... Um, psychologically diagnosed as a psychopath, meaning that they didn't have no empathy for the person, the person had done them no harm, meaning that their psychology, they were evil, they were easily able to kill that person. So the Second World War, they decided that in order to um, get people to kill, they had to conscript them in the army and train them to be psychopaths. 
Now, that was a very interesting documentary for me, because what they were saying is that the majority of people don't really have the ability to kill. And to be able to kill, you have to have some psychotic tendencies, meaning that you can't have empathy for a person who's done you nothing. So the reality of it is, is you know, I, I do get it, that getting a gun, but you, but you, you need to know how to kill. And you have to have some psych, psych, psycho, psycho, um, well, I believe too, though. I, I believe too, though, Paul. That uh, considering the attack, you know, uh, the first law of, of of human beings of anything is self preservation is to protect yourself. So, if you don't have anything to protect yourself, then you're just going to go ahead and be killed. But if, at least if you have something to protect yourself, and and it may not be a gun, it may be a club, it may be a knife, it may be whatever. But you're going to protect yourself and your family and your home. So my contention is, at least everybody get a gun. Now, I would love the fact to say that everybody get a gun and 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 on an order from those of us who we love and trust and who have our interests at heart, a call comes out and we make that move. We go out mm-hmm. there and kick their ass before they kill our ass. You know, I I understand what Brother Paul is saying. Uh, when I was in the Army, I was a drill sergeant, and I had uh, 13 weeks to take a civilian and turn him into a killer. And, yes, there were some things you had to do. And we, uh, we had to psychologically condition them to perceive the other side as the enemy. Right. We had to dehumanize right. them. We right. never call them demonize people. them. Yes, see, we listen, never listen. call them people. Listen. We always say, and, and we made the soldiers repeat it. The enemy. And we there was even there were even chants that they had to say the enemy, the enemy. We've always and, and this is a part of what, what Brother Paul was saying. When we were taking civilians to putting them to go fight war, we was always calling the other group the enemy. We, all, we never ever call them humans. Well, never listen, call them people. Well, listen here. Yeah. Hasn't that been done to us? Haven't we been conditioned well, since we've been brought here to be perceived as an enemy or an other? How easy it yeah. would be to kill us and all the lynchings that took place, all the murders yeah. that took place. That's what I'm saying. It hasn't changed now. Let me catch this yep. caller, Brother Paul. Hold on, okay. Brother. And, and our guest, Franklin. You're on with Franklin Jones, uh, 215. Peace and blessings, Brother Ochi. Hey, my brother. What's up, Brother T? How you feeling? And to your guests, thank you for coming on and letting us hear your voice. Thanks, thanks for having me, brother. Thanks. I'd like to uh, add on to uh, the discussion on protection. As when I first came on your show, I told you the first thing I think every black man should be able to do is have firearm proficiency. I have been teaching that for quite some time, and I have quite a few students who are adamant about their proficiency. Now, I don't think black people really have a problem with killing people if you look at the news. <laughs> no, we have, a, we, we have people, we have a problem probably killing somebody outside ourselves, but we sure don't have a problem killing each other. <laughs> exactly. So my point is, is I'm in the hood. I, I have lost 17 friends to gunshots. My brother has been shot four different times. My cousins and family members have bullets close to their hearts. They missed me. I was blessed, whatever call, whatever you want to do. So what I'm saying is, is that everyone should have a plan. Everyone should be used to whichever weapon that they uh, tend to like to use. And they should have other aspects of weapons that they can design without the use of modern warfare that they can use to survive. They should also have a survival plan of nutrition. 
Because when this goes down, which it will go down, and I've been harping this for years, and you know, Brother OG, I've been saying, if you don't have something to fall back upon and you are scared to kill somebody and you just saw somebody rape and kill somebody and you know they're coming up the block to your house, you don't deserve to be here. When people come on my neighborhood and my block and they start beating people up and yanking, yanking this woman out of the window, I came. I didn't have a problem. I had my firearm. I got those 50 people off my block, and I called the cops, even though the cops came and came to get me because I had a firearm. I still did what I had to do to make sure that people felt safe and that they would not rape, kill a woman on my block and me watch because that means they're coming to me next. But, um, so if anybody don't have the balls to do it, then get out of the fight. You shouldn't be in it anyway. Your stuff will be taken. Your wives will be taken. Your children will be taken. And you will be left, if you're alive, as one of their slaves with cut-off balls and whatever else that they want to do. So if you're not ready now, now yeah, is the time for the you time. to run bro- and hide. Bro- Peace and blessings, brother. Brother. Right on, brother, T. I, brother. Brother T, were you in the military? No, sir. I was in the streets. Right on. In the streets, when I saw, they sure enough didn't teach in the service. The friends that I had that went in the service and came back said, I don't know how you survived. Mm -hmm. I said, I don't either, but I prayed every time they were shooting at me. I heard that. Every time I asked God, and God told me what to do, and they missed me. So the only thing I do know is that what I was taught, like I said, I was raised Muslim by my father, I was raised Christian by my grandmother, and as an FOI, you know how they trained. Oh, yeah. My father was a black belt in jiu-jitsu. He taught me uh, a few things. I took up taekwondo. I boxed. I did everything I can mm-hmm. because I was small. And people would yeah. take advantage of me to survive. Right on, my brother. So God bless you. You too, Brother T. Please. I, please. I, go ahead. I'd like to say something. Yes, please. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Brother Franklin I, John. I, I like to get, there's a, uh, something I want to say in terms. You, I agree with everything that's being said. I agree with what, what Brother Paul said. I, I, I respect the other brothers warrior spirit. I understand we need to defend ourselves. Uh, but I want to go a little bit towards when uh, when Brother Paul say you have to condition the people to kill. I want to go also to what that last brother said about we're killing each other so we know how to kill. But however, the fact that we're killing each other is uh, at the rate we're killing each other is also by deliberate design yes. and is connected yes. to what the brother said as what, what Paul said. Uh, doing the, uh, the reason why African-Americans were socialized to call ourselves niggers because we dehumanize ourselves and it makes it easier to mistreat each other. That's also a science that we're taught in the military. Uh, during, the, uh, um, during the Vietnam War, as well as during World War II, the uh, American soldiers had anxieties about torturing the Japanese and the Viet Cong soldiers to, to, to extract um, information from them. So since there was so much anxiety about, about torturing them, the Psychologists taught the American soldiers, the doctors they sent us, we had to teach them to call the call the uh, the Viet Cong gooks. Gooks. gooks, gooks, and these names dehumanized mm-hmm. them, and these these names allowed them to to torture them by putting a different name on them. Also, this even happens right now in Texas. In Texas, the uh, the, the Mexican Americans often tortured and mistreat the, the Mexican immigrants. And when they were discussing how this is being done, how is this possible about Mexicans, is because they say the Mexican-Americans, when torturing the Mexican immigrants, don't call them Mexican. There's a name they call them, and this name they call them allows them to dehumanize them. 
many people understand this social science of names. When the white man realized that he had to shift black collective progressions away from the white society and redirect it against ourselves, a part of that programming was by conditioning us to call ourselves niggers. Now, another, another example, watch how words affect you. Uh, uh, in the black community, there are those who are called the alpha male, and the alpha male is psychologically wired to protect and defend his communities. Now, watch this. If, this, if a black man calls his people his people, he is more likely and inclined to defend his community. But if he perceives his community as a bunch of niggers, he's less likely to do so. Also, uh, 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 the alpha male is also inclined um, to protect the female. But if the alpha male has been conditioned to call the female a bitch or a hoe, he's less inclined to do so. There is a psychological war that's being waged against our minds. Our people are totally clueless of. Yes. Brother Paul is right. You have to condition the people to be killers because it's not easy as people think. And the brothers also write about us killing each other, but a part of killing each other was why they socialized us to call ourselves niggers. We have these humans. And in fact, if you listen to a black man who discusses his mistreatment of another black man, listen to his words. He said, man, I shot that nigger. Man, I slapped that nigger. Now I kicked that nigger. Now you ask that black man to repeat his statement calling him my brother. It becomes psychologically difficult to say, man, I killed that brother. Man, I shot my brother. It, it, it becomes psychologically difficult. There is a social engineering war that's been waged against our mind, and our ignorance of it is the white society's greatest power. Okay? Something else the brother just said. We're killing each, ourselves at the highest rate. Now, here's the reality. Here's the reality. We don't know for fact how high we're killing each other. We, and we never will because the white society controls our narrative. And as long as they're controlling our narratives, their objective is to keep us believing that we are our worst enemies. That's how they maintain their dominance. By keeping us believing that we are our own worst enemy is how they shift our collective aggressions away from the white society and redirect against ourselves. It's how the white society protects itself from massive unified black retribution. We're in a war that most black people don't understand. And we're right. I got one more caller here because I know our time is up. Brother Kwaku. Brother Kwaku. Are you there? Brother Kwaku. Yeah, okay. Hey, how, how you brothers doing? We're doing fine, man. How you doing, man? Fine. I'm, I'm hanging in there, bro. You're hanging in there. How you doing, Brother Franklin? I'm fine, brother. Looking forward to seeing you this week. <laughs> Oh yeah, well, well, whenever you guys get ready, we we yep. we'll get it done. Okay, that right. sounds good, man. But it's yeah, very happen. interesting conversation, and 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 that's something that uh, we definitely have to uh, be more conscious of is the psychological damage that we have gone through, and that's why we continue to suffer the way we suffer because of all the things that that, that you guys mentioned on the program, you know. Um, but that's what, why, why we got to keep doing what we do is try to bring some awareness to our people because that's the only way things are going to change. That's right. That's right. Yeah. It's, in a, it, it, it's the bottom line. Brother Franklin, you got the last word. Go ahead, man. Well, I, well, I would say that I, once again, brother, I thank you for having me on. And those brothers and sisters who are listening, please, we have to elevate our minds above a biblical fairy tale and a slave syndrome myth and learn of the social sciences that the white society deploys to maintaining their dominance. We have to understand this. There's a deliberate effort to keep our collective aggression shifted away from the white society and redirected against ourselves. We must become critical thinkers and question the validity of all information we receive from the white society. 
That's right. That's right, brothers. I pretty appreciate all of you guys. I hope to see you on Friday. Uh, yesterday was the uh, birthday of John Jacques Dessalines. We don't talk about uh, heroes like a brother like Jean Jacques Dessalines, but I'm going to do that. So I hope you get a chance to listen on on Friday talk about a real hero in the Haitian Revolution of 1804, Jean Jacques Dessalines, and, and uh, it's going to be a good conversation. So, all right, dear brothers, you have a blessed and wonderful day. We end this program like we end all of our programs with the words of Stephen Biko. The most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the mind of the oppressed. This program is dedicated and committed to helping to free the African mind. But not just the M-I-N-D, but the M-I-N-E, because under the feet of African people lies all of the resources that everybody wants, think they can't do without, and shown the hell don't want to pay for. Brothers and sisters, you have a blessed and wonderful day. Shimhotep means go in peace. Asante Sana means thank you. Bibi Fahorie, Bibi Fahorie means our victorious destiny. Bibi Fahorie family, and because we're going to be, no, we will be victorious. All right, family. Peace.